Praise the Lord. We are so happy to be able to come before you again with the word of God. The Lord has spoken to Pastor Tony for us. And so I encourage you to, to stay tuned to hear what God is saying for your life. Let's just give God a hand praise. You can clap your hands. Even in your house, you can clap your hands. Glory to God. Um, I like to just acknowledge um, some of our folks here. Um, and we see you. God bless you. Um, we're, we're just praying that, that God is having his way with you and for you there in Taiwan. Um, we appreciate all of you who have joined us here this morning. Listen, uh, today I just want to speak to um, those of you who are, who are in that place of wait, that you're waiting for God to do something, that you're waiting on God to open up a door, you're waiting on God to heal a broken heart, to heal a relationship. You're waiting on God for something. Um, and while you're doing that, I believe that God is going to speak to you um, concerning uh, that thing that you're in or that place that you are in. Come on, turn with me into the book of John. John, the fifth chapter. John, the fifth chapter. We're going to begin there at verse number two. John, the fifth chapter beginning at verse number two. And it reads, Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he or she had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Somebody say 38 years. 38 years. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, uh, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, Take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Hallelujah. I just want to give this message or just speak from the topic, the waiting place. The waiting place. Glory to God. See, oftentimes it is difficult for one to, to do what they encourage others to do, and that is wait. Amen? Amen. I know that I'm speaking to somebody already. It is impossible to give encouragement to somebody else while you yourself are waiting. I mean, some things we've been waiting for for a while. I mean, the things like a, 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 a healing or deliverance of, of whatever is the problem. We've been waiting there for a while. Hallelujah. Let me give you an, an, another example. Um, a mother will tell 
whomever, her children, her family, um, the moment that they mention they do not feel well, a mother will say, well, you need to go see a doctor. But when she has something wrong, hallelujah, she will not want to go see the doctor and will always tell um, her children or uh, whomever, uh, uh, well, we'll just wait and see what happens or I'll go if it gets worse. Hallelujah. The same things happen when it comes to faith sometimes. Someone can say, uh, pray for uh, such and such or uh, pray for uh, this one or that one. We can say, I believe God. Hallelujah. Um, I believe that God will work uh, this thing out. I believe that God will bring forth a miracle. But while we are yet waiting, what are we doing? Because oftentimes there's a struggle that's happening between our faith and doubt. There's something that's going on on the inside of us. You know, we say this thing, but on the inside it's like, well, is it really going to happen? I don't know. We get into these things where we're just struggling to believe God. Let me give you another example. A preacher found himself doing something um, similar to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, he and his wife were embarking on this transformation, uh, 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 this huge project, and it seemed like things were not moving as fast as each of them would like for it to go. Hallelujah. They asked God for something and now found themselves waiting. Somebody said they're waiting. Waiting. The preacher said, I have faith that God can and will do what we're asking him to do. But he found himself struggling between the spirit and his flesh. Glory to God. The spirit was saying, stand still and wait on God. But the flesh was saying, Hurry up, and I want it now. Hallelujah. See, this is where we find ourselves most of the time. God, I need you to do this, but I want it right now. God, I want that thing, and I need it right now. See, he went through uh, his day thinking about how he could possibly speed up what he wanted to happen, and he heard these words while he was in that place. And the words were, wait on me. Immediately, this, this man, this man of God began to think, hmm, what am I doing? But let me go back. Sometimes we find ourselves in a condition of a place called wait. Mm -hmm. And that place called wait is that desert between asking God for something and actually receiving that which we have asked for. It's in that place of uncertainty, frustration, anxiety, and faith testing that no one ever enjoys. And watch this. And once it happens or once it comes, then we're like, oh, let's go back. The preacher found himself in that place called wait. Waiting for anything can produce many different emotions. Here we come from anger, frustration, hopelessness, 
uh, 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 regardless of where we are um, spiritually, we think we are um, in a place of weight because we did something. Or we're in a place of weight because God has turned his back on us. We're in that place of weight because uh, uh, maybe uh, that which I'm connected to, um, and in this case, um, the, the, the wife always looks at the husband, or the husband looks at the wife and says, well, maybe she did something that's causing this delay. Maybe there's sin. Either way, we're in a place where we, we don't like to be. Hallelujah. I know I'm talking to, to somebody. See, that was a, a good amen point, but you know, sometimes we can't say amen. Well, if you can't say amen, just moan a little bit. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> Being in this flesh, we want everything done quickly with, with new technology. Watch this. With new technology constantly improving itself, we have developed this thing of, I want it on demand. Hallelujah. Everything that is moving so quickly in our society, all it does is breeds impatience in us. Mm -hmm. And it encourages us to uh, uh, want to push things uh, further ahead. Let let, let me show you something here. You know, when when, when before God made uh, the uh, uh, microwave oven, glory to God, you had the regular ovens to to your stove. So if you wanted to heat something, either you had to get out the pots and pans or you had to heat the oven in order to put the food in. Mm -hmm. Now you can stick a whole plate of food in the microwave for one minute and it comes out hot. Yes. What that has done, it has it has moved has motivated things in us to want things done now. To want things done more quick. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way we have to learn to wait. While technology strives to make our life easier and faster, God works on very different plane. Hallelujah. God says, stand still and see while most of us live uh, like that, that that rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, 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 listen, can't say hello, can't say goodbye, got to go. We move so quick, we don't want to stand still and wait for nothing. According to Webster's, hallelujah, waiting is to stay in a place in expectation of or to delay, hallelujah. Waiting biblically is more than standing still with a level of expectation, looking forward to what will be, but it is the process of becoming what God wants us to be. Can I say that again? Waiting Biblically is more than the, more than just standing still with a level of expectation looking forward to what will be, but it is the process. Somebody say the process. The process. The process of becoming what God wants us to be. Hallelujah. Understand this. The process is a series of progressive and interdependent steps by which an end is attained. Hallelujah. Watch this. What God does in us while we wait is as important, if not more important, as we were, as, as what we were waiting for. Mm. God was like, okay, you want this from me? All right, I got you. Somebody said he's got us. He's got us. 
God says, I got you. But in addition to giving you what you asked for, I'm going to work some things out so that you can uh, uh, maintain um, that what you're asking for. Many times we want God, God send me a million dollars. Hallelujah. God says, I got you. But, but while I'm waiting, while you're waiting, I'm going to teach you how to not only maintain that million dollars, but hallelujah. How about you being able to grow another million so you don't have to ask me for it? Ah, oh, come on. Get off my foot. Okay. Waiting biblically is not a passive waiting around for something to happen. With your hands in your pockets. Amen? Amen. But what it does, waiting does not mean doing nothing. Glory to God. Biblically, those who wait are those who work. Mm -hmm. Because they know their labor is not in vain. Hallelujah. Watch this. The farmers can wait for the harvest. Amen? Amen. Because they have done their work of sowing the seed and tending to the field. Yes. Those who wait on God can go about their lives confident that God will provide. Hallelujah. Somebody say God will provide. God, God will provide. The meaning and, and conclusions to their lives and the harvest to their toil. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. Waiting is the confident, disciplined, expectant, active, and sometimes painful clinging to God, knowing with surety that we will reap a reward. Amen. God has exactly what you're asking him for. Mm -hmm. yes, we just have to wait for him. Mm -hmm. Waiting is not a punishment. Say waiting. Waiting is not a punishment. Is not a punishment. Waiting is not a punishment, but waiting is a perfecting of your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Waiting on the Lord may be one of the most difficult aspects of the Christian life. In the book of Acts, when Jesus promised that he would return, he instructed his disciples to wait for the promise of the Father. Amen. Amen. He was telling them that this was a means of experiencing his peace, his prosperity, and his power. Glory to God. In waiting, they would catch the mighty wind of God's spirit and see the move of God, receive the power of God, and ultimately, here it comes, Change the world. Glory to God. When you wait on God, hallelujah, God will perfect everything in your path. Not only will he perfect your surroundings, but he will perfect the man of God. He will perfect the woman of God. While you are yet waiting, some of the things we are waiting for, we don't have the abilities yet to contain it. Hallelujah. Yeah, but when God does something for us, he does it in a manner that is complete so that you won't lack anything. God wants you to have what you're asking for, but he wants you to be ready and being able and be able to handle and hold that what you're asking. Amen. Waiting does some things for us here. Uh, waiting on the Lord requires faith. It takes faith to trust God because trusting him doesn't mean I'm going to get what I want. Here it comes. 
when I want it, but trusting him means that I believe God will provide when the timing is right. Mm. Amen. Having faith while waiting on God means you believe there is nothing God can't do. Somebody say, there is nothing, there is nothing. God can't do. God can't do. When, when Jesus told the disciples to wait, in verse number four, he says this. He he says, uh, uh, he, he doesn't tell them how long to wait. He just says, wait for the promise of the Father. This took faith, trusting God can and will do what he said, no matter how long it takes. It is very hard to, to, to wait for something that you really want. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. It is hard because I want it now. Because I think if I have it right now, Everything is going to be all right. Understand this, is that what you're waiting for, if it's delayed, it doesn't mean that you're going to lack anything in between. Amen. God's got you. Number two, waiting on God reminds us that God is in control and we are not. This is the part that's the most important here, beloved, is that sometimes we think our stuff is big. Okay, let me say it differently. Sometimes I think I'm bigger than everything that's in the room. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. I'm the toughest, meanest son of a gun there is. Mm -hmm. But waiting humbles me. Mm. God uses waiting to make us humble. As waiting reveals our our spectacular lack of control. Mm. It exposes our weakness and vulnerability. God is in charge and we are not. Humility is defined as a modest or a low view of one's own importance. It is the opposite of pride. Let me just pause here for a second. God is trying to work some things out here because you think you're all that. Hallelujah. God is trying to teach us something because without him, it is impossible for us to go forward. Everything that we have in our life right now is because of God's mercy and God's grace toward us. Everything that we have accomplished is because of God. And because of God, he knows exactly what we need and what we don't need. Some things I've asked God for and he hasn't given them. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Because he, he knows me. And he really said, now, you know, if you have that, you're going to dot, dot, dot. Amen. Whatever that is, God understands who we are. God understands what we need. God understands what we desire. But he's perfecting us. And because he's perfecting us, we have no reason for pride or boasting. Instead, we should embrace our weakness in the form of humility. Come on, somebody. And approach God with the proper view of ourselves. Hallelujah. Psalms, the eighth chapter around verse number three, it says this. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visited him? There is something to be said about true humility. Hallelujah. There is something, there's a certain amount of strength and courage that is required to be truly humble. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let me just pause here for a second. You know, there is something uh, uh, about being humble uh, in, in ourselves because 
let's face it, we know our strengths. Mm -hmm. And because we know our strengths, we operate on that side of the street. Amen. Mm -hmm. And on that side of the street, I'm all of that. Glory to God. And because I'm all that on that side of the street is exactly why I don't cross the street. Mm -hmm. But many times uh, our needs will change and it will require us to have to go across the street. Hallelujah. And because I'm going across the street, hallelujah, I got to humble myself and ask God for something. Yeah. Let, me, let me just go back over here where I'm strong again. Amen? Amen. See, I will stay where I'm strong at because when I'm strong, I'm all that. Hallelujah. And because I'm strong in these things, um, this is, this is the, my, my sphere of influence. This is the place where I want to operate. Glory yeah. to God. And watch this. Here it comes. Over here, I don't need God. Mm. Help us. Lord. Because I'm strong. It's not until I'm uncomfortable. It's not until that uh, uh, um, the veil has been pulled back in my life and there's a need. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. God is trying to get something to yes. us. In today's world, there is so much emphasis placed on success, professional, and or religious titles, salaries, and possessions, and so on, that we are faced with falling into the, the trap in our lives, striving to be and have more, or do we have, or do we humble ourselves to the grace of God, knowing and accepting our true place in this world is as a servant? Or as a lowly servant. Can I say that differently? Mm. Hallelujah. We spend so much time trying to uh, uh, look the part. We spend so much time uh, wanting to, 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 to get to what we think is being successful. Uh, uh, with, with a title, hallelujah, or a, a large salary or money in general. Glory to God. So that I don't have to look to anybody or anything. Hallelujah. Right, right. But remember, hallelujah, um, as long as we are on this earth, somebody say this earth. This earth. As long as we are on this earth, we are going to need God. Hallelujah. Amen. We can't do this thing by ourselves. Glory to God. Well, well, preacher, well, what about all those people who are not saved, who are prospering? Glory to God. What about all the people who are not saved, uh, 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 that, that has, uh, um, that are very successful? Beloved, we need to we need to redefine what success is. Mm -hmm. We think people are successful because their title is long. We think people are successful because their bank accounts are large. We think people are successful because they look a certain way. Hallelujah. Those who are truly successful, hallelujah, believe and trust in God. Those who are truly uh, 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 successful, hallelujah, are not looking to man uh, to, 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 to tell them that they're successful, but they're looking to God for, for his anointing. Yes. They're looking to God to, to, to see themselves, hallelujah. That's where success is in God. Hallelujah. God is trying to get something to us. Isaiah wrote this uh, in the 40th chapter. He said this. He said, but they that, that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. That's what happens when you wait on God. 
You take all of that anxiety. You take all of that frustration. You take all of those things that come with waiting and give it to God. And this is the part I like. Isaiah said, they that wait. In other words, when you wait, when you choose to wait on God, your strength is renewed. Your energy is renewed. Hallelujah. Your stamina is renewed. You ever hear somebody say, I am so tired. I'm tired of being tired. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Understand that God works while we wait. Something happens while nothing seems to be happening. <laughs> Can I say that one more time? Something is happening while nothing seems to be happening. Because God is in control. God uses waiting to change us. It's a process. Hallelujah. I'm going to go forward here. As you wait, we must continue, continue holding onto God's hand. And, uh, when I say holding onto God's hand, holding onto God's hand means I am trusting God. And I'm not letting go because that thing that I have committed to God, he's going to do. That's a form of holding his hand. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm not going to run in front of God or I'm not going to run before the situation. I'm going to wait for God to, to do yes. what I have asked him yes. to do. We must realize that the Bible says in James, the first chapter around the fourth verse, it says this, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Patience will perfect you. Patience will, uh, hallelujah, it will educate. Patience will, will strengthen. Patience will give you everything that you need while you wait. Mm -hmm. When we wait on God and allow him to leave his will and way in our life, we become fully developed, lacking nothing, standing. Yeah. trusting and holding on to God's grace. God is saying, I am in control. I know the thoughts I have for you to bring you to and expect it in. I am working some things out in you and causing you to develop strength, patience, stability, humility, and wisdom. Hallelujah. I have not forsaken you, neither have I forgotten about you. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we think God has forgotten about us. God, I asked you about uh, 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 delivering uh, my uh, a child from this thing seven years ago. Glory to God. But while you were yet waiting, God was working some things out. Hallelujah. Uh, I remember this because, and I know you've heard me say this before, but when our youngest child was born, he was born with a, a diagnosis of something. And from the time that we asked God uh, uh, about healing this baby was, um, and I'm sorry, from the time we asked God about healing this baby to the time the actual healing manifested his, itself. Now, notice that I said that the healing manifested itself because the scripture says 
when you pray, believe that you have received it. Mm -hmm. So from the time that we prayed, hallelujah, to the manifestation of that thing was uh, about seven or eight years. That's a long time. But in between the asking and the manifestation, there was some growth that was going on for not only his parents, hallelujah, but his grandparents and his aunts and uncles and his, uh, 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 and his church family members. God was working some things out for all of us yes. while we waited on him. Mm -hmm. God's trying to do something uh, for us. Glory yes. to God. Come on, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, John, the uh, fifth chapter. Here we see Jesus speaking with, with a, a, a man who has been dealing with an issue of, 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 of uh, and needing a healing yes. for 38 years. Uh -huh. He had been languishing at the pool of Bethesda. Glory to God. So much time had passed, there appeared to be no hope of change. But Jesus had mercy on him and commanded the, the, the man who was broken in his body, hallelujah, to get up and walk, hallelujah. Jesus commanded a, a, and he sprang up, according to what the word said, he sprang up grabbed his bed and walked, glory to God. I don't know about you, but maybe you have been in this thing of asking God to do something, glory to God. Understand this, beloved, that God is going to do and is doing that which you have asked him to do. From the time that you have asked him to the manifestation of that asking, glory to God. God is perfecting you. He is working things out for you. He is making sure that you're able to receive that which you are asking for. God is trying to get something to us. But we have to be ready to receive it. We have to believe him that he is, is, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is trying to get something to us. He doesn't want us to stay in this place that we're at. So if you find yourself in that place right now of wait, hallelujah, if you're waiting for a, a, a new job, if you're waiting for a new home, if you're waiting, hallelujah, for healing in your body, or hallelujah, or maybe you are standing in, in proxy for someone else who is waiting for something. Either way, beloved, trust God and wait for him to show up. Trust God and wait for him to do what you have asked him to do. Don't, don't let yourself stay in that comfortable place. Hallelujah. And you know, when we want to be comfortable, when we don't want to stretch out, we say things like this. Well, everybody's not meant to be rich. We say things like this. Well, everybody's not meant to go to college. We say things like this. Well, everybody's not meant to move dot, dot, dot. Wherever it is, hallelujah, trust God. You don't have to stay on, on that side of the street where you're comfortable. You don't have to stay in that place uh, uh, of your own uh, personal confidence, but trust God. God is bigger than your situation. God is bigger than that circumstance that you've been dealing with for a long time. God wants to prosper you right where you are. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray.
Father, we thank you right now, Lord God. Father, you see those who are in that place of wait, Father. Father, we thank you for doing the impossible there, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that while they are yet in the waiting place, Father, Father, strengthen their hearts, Lord God. While they are yet in that waiting place, Father, Father, touch their bodies. Hallelujah. Touch their minds, Father. Lord God, give them the confidence in you. Father, we believe you, Father, because we know you are able. The scripture says exceedingly and abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, Father, that is you. So, Father, we thank you for working these things out for us, Lord God. We thank you for doing the impossible. We thank you, Lord God, for doing the miraculous. Father, my situation seems like it's not changing, Lord God. In fact, it seems like it's getting worse, Father. But Father, I know that you are a good God and you do all things well. So Father, I'm not going to, hallelujah, react to the things that I am seeing. But when I see those things, I'm going to turn to you and just thank you. Thank you, Father, for doing the impossible. Thank you, Lord God, for healing. Thank you, Lord God, for deliverance. Thank you, Lord God, for doing what we ask you to do. Now, Father, concerning all of those things, Father, Father, we pray that, Lord God, that you won't leave us in this spot. But, Father, send an encouraging word. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for letting us know that you are there. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Listen, I believe that God is going to do exactly what we're asking him to do. We have to believe. He will do it. He has done it. Grace and favor rest on us. And so we're going to believe God no matter what we see. Finances, wait on God. Healing, wait on God. Deliverance, wait on God. Let me let me go a, a little bit further. Sometimes when we don't have experience with something, we don't believe that God can do it. In fact, hallelujah, there it goes, there it is. The enemy has done so much to convince us that this is an, an this is an impossible thing to do. We believe it. Or, here it comes, we'll take um, that thing which God has already said is bad and try to turn it and say it's good. Help us. Understand this, beloved. We can't rename something that God has already cursed. We can't call it something else. Hallelujah. We have to call it the way it is. Now, Understand this, that doesn't that doesn't give us license to be rude. Mm. That doesn't give us license to be hurtful. That doesn't give us license, hallelujah, for, uh, 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 to willfully uh, do things in the name of the Lord that goes against his nature. Yes. Mm. But we need to believe God yes. and watch him do those things that we've asked him to do. Yes, Lord. I'm done. I'm done. I'm closing the book. I'm closing the book. Um, um, yes, come come on. Um, Sarah has something she wants to share. Go ahead. You want to write something? Okay.
Okay. Yeah, as Pastor was uh, was sharing with us, when he read um, Psalms 8, he said it takes strength and courage to be humble. That resonated with me. And then he went into um, the book of Isaiah. Waiting requires faith. And he, it's, the word of God says, um, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. In my own strength, I don't need faith. But waiting on the Lord requires strength, requires courage, it requires faith. And it came to me that perhaps we have at one time believed on the Lord. Because it says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That means at one point you had it. You were waiting. Perhaps someone spoke a word into your life or you got an unction from the Lord, from the word of God. Or you got a word of prophecy or something and you believed it. Someone said, I see this for your life. And you said, yeah. Great. And you were waiting and then you got discouraged. And so as Pastor Tony gave a beautiful analogy, so I'm going to live on this side of the street at my strength because I'm discouraged. It's not popular to wait anymore. I'm waiting too long. It's too hard to to wait on the Lord. So I'm going to operate on this side of the street where I don't need faith. I don't need strength. I, I mean, I'm in my own strength. I don't need God's strength. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So we can, God can give that back to us, a desire to wait on him, the strength and the determination to wait on him. The word of God says, he that shall come will come. And Jesus has said, I'm coming, but when I come, will I find faith? And we certainly want to be waiting, expecting, yes. and yes. believing yes. God to keep all of his promises for us. Amen. Amen. Listen, um, this is not. This will not be the last time we talk about uh, these things. This will not be the last time um, that we go through um, these details about waiting on God. But I believe that this is a message, and I thank Dr. Sarah for, for coming. Um, this is a message for us for such a time as this. Don't give up. When when we give up, we say that God can't do. Don't receive those things from the enemy that says, God's not going to do that for you. That's a lie. God will will do everything that you expect him to do. I'm sorry. Let me back up. God will do everything that you ask him to do. We just have to wait on him. Amen. Come on. Um, we're going to stop here. Um, it's offering time. Um, we invite you to send your tithe and your offering to Dollar Sign Impact Fellowship. That's our cash app. Um, I see, I can't get away from that. Um, Sarah came and she just encouraged me and all she did was say the same things I said. And that was an, a reinforcement to what God is is doing and saying right here. God doesn't want us to be in that space of wait. But I'm sorry, let me say that differently. God wants us, while we're in that space of wait, to stay encouraged in him and know that he's going to do what we ask him to do. Listen, beloved, we're not going to um, uh, labor this thing out any longer. But understand this, that if you've been waiting for God to do something, trust the uh, uh, scriptures that uh, Dr. Sarah had reiterated with you. Um, write them down. Um, come here, Sarah. Write them down um, 
and say them to your yourself. Mm-hmm. See, because sometimes um, there is a, a a verse of scripture um, that says, "If you have faith the size of the mustard seed, you can speak to that mountain and say, be thou removed.'" Hallelujah. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that by just reiterating the what the uh, scriptures are saying because um, we need to be encouraged. Uh, Paul says like this, thy word there, I'm sorry, that was David, thy word, um, thy word there, Lord, I have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. The, the hiding of the word in your heart represents um, tucking that word away and then pulling it out and begin to encourage yourself. The world will, will tell you a lot of different things contrary to God or opposite to God. That's why we, we defeat that with the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Amen. Listen, we're going to move. We're going to move. We're going to move. This has been a great day. And I believe that God has spoken to you on this day. But listen, we want you to continue throughout the week and have a great week in God on purpose. God bless you. Amen. We thank God for that word, the waiting place, not a place that we would sign up for. I'm sure the man who was by that pool of Bethesda for 38 long years did not sign up to be in that wait. But that's a great place, as Pastor Tony has told us, because God is perfecting us in the wait. The wait is worth it so that God's process can be fulfilled in our lives. The process is even more valuable, valuable than that thing we're waiting for. So we pray that you are encouraged to wait and to sit in that waiting place and trust God. He knows exactly where you are. God bless you.